Naysayers, welcome to episode 12 of the JTOS podcast, your podcast for everything video game, tabletop, and geek culture. This episode, we're back in our awesome and comfortable setting, which is none other than the Waxhatchee Coins and Comics. If you're a comic collector who lives in the Ellis County area, you really owe it to yourself to come down and check out Kyle's awesome comic collection and other cool stuff. I'm your host, Jodan Castillo. Joining me are my co-hosts, it's always good love for them, Balthazar01. Hi, nice to be here again. Lord Reverend Zero. Hey, what's up? And last but never least, Trunks Almighty. What's going on? Guys, before we continue, I'd like to remind everyone listening that if you enjoy hanging out with us, please give us a like, a share, or a view, or all of the above. You can also visit us on Facebook at Joysticks, Tabletops, and Other Short Stories, or just Google search Joysticks Waxa. That's Joysticks, W-A-X-A. All right, boys, how are we doing? Pretty good. Another Pretty good. Ep- another episode ahead of us. Yeah, nice and uh, nice and comfy in our air conditioning. I like it cold. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely it definitely makes a difference on uh, on uh, on the big black dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. on the sweating a lot yeah. <laughs> in the heat. So no, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Um, yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our uh, small town shout out. Does anybody have anything? Uh, yeah, of course. Atkins Seafood. All right. What you, you got know. going on over there? Uh, you know, we're open Tuesday through Saturday, uh, 11 to 7 on Tuesday through Friday, and then 11 to 6 on Saturdays. Nice, 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 nice. Zero, what you got? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Railport again. Uh, I pre-ordered a Greg, which is a oh yeah two and a half gallon growler slash keg for a kegerator. Yeah, I got mine Ooh. in too. And uh, yeah, they're pretty awesome. Awesome, man. Really, really cool. Trunks, what you got? Uh, my usual, like, uh, LV, you know, Level 23 Studios and uh, Games Unplugged. I went, I'm going tomorrow, probably going to spend a little more money on stuff because I need <laughs> stuff to kill people with this weekend. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, always. On. It's always a, a necessity. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right, really cool, boys. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get into our What Are We Playing? And uh, let's start with Tim. Tim, what do you got? Uh, well... Of course, Ghost of Tsushima, but other than that, I've jumped back on uh, Seven Days to Die. Uh, they have the new Alpha 19 out on PC with better graphics, redone models for some of the zombies. Really cool. Awesome, man. Is that all you got right now? Yeah. Okay. Zero, what you doing, man? Uh, I've been playing uh, Fallout 4. Um um, other than that, I hadn't really kicked on anything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was almost a pretty dry week for me, too, until I found something pretty cool. We'll, we'll get to me in a minute. Trunks, what you doing? Uh, I actually beat Ghost of Tsushima. Nice, Amazing. nice. Did you play uh, it? Huh? Did you play it? Of course I did. Nice. Holy shit, dude. It was, Good it job. was, it was awesome. Like I had a blast with it, and now I'm on to Darksiders 3, mm-hmm. and 
uh, Detroit Become Human. Have you never Have you never played Darksiders Three? I have not. Okay. I played one and two. I love two. Those games. Uh, <clears throat> those games aren't for me at all. Death was but, but they're good games. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, they're really good games. I, I definitely respect them. You know what I mean? I like Death. He was like, he was my favorite one out of the four. So yeah, far. yeah. That, that that was two. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, that, that was the one that I watched. I, I would you know watch Tim play. Because yeah, it felt more like an RPG than than, than it did an uh, actual, you know, action hack and slash. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, three, I have to get back into remembering R1 is the dodge. Instead oh, of, yeah. <laughs> instead of uh, pressing O. Yeah, I would imagine that. Because I, uh, I died by common enemies because I kept trying to press O to move out the way. It's like, <laughs> it like, O doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm honestly going to put that on. I want to play it, but at the same time, I'm going to put it on a back burner so I can play Detroit Become Human because I've heard nothing but good about that game. So Detroit Become Human is one of those stories. It's like a telltale game. Yeah, but, it, dude, I'm telling you, it's one of those stories that comes around like once every... Ten years in video games, like the story. Right, right. The story is incredible, mm-hmm. and, and I guess I mean it really needs to be with the kind of game it is. That, that, that that's right. what it's because it's all like. story heavy. There's no real yeah. From what I've seen so far, there's no real just. It's really good though, man. Yeah. Like man, like and I think the 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 possibilities for an ending are like in the twenties, I think, or something like that. Some yeah, uh, something it's, like that. It's crazy. It's yeah. like fifteen to twenty different possible endings. Yeah, that studio, the, that studio definitely knows what they're doing, and I mean they definitely have have their own niche, which right, is right. what you're seeing like heavy rain and i don't know if you guys remember but there's a little game called indigo prophecy that came mm-hmm. out on xbox and ps2 and uh whichever one you want to call it fahrenheit, or, or, fahrenheit yeah, or fahrenheit yeah. but yeah man uh really really good game yeah. uh I, I was very happy with it i beat it a couple of times oh cool yeah the, a cool wonder. thing about that game i want you to look out for is the interactions on the main menu you have this uh she's like a she- oh yeah no I've, I've played enough i've seen Okay, so you've I've seen started, her. I've started seeing that, her mm-hmm. change a little bit. That can get really creepy after a while. Oh, man. yeah, no. I'm just saying. I, I've seen, like, one little thing about her, like, kind of changing depending on how you go with the story. Yeah. So I was like, I can't wait to see how <clears throat> how that plays out. Yeah. But, really, yeah. Really cool, man. Yeah, uh, it, I'm definitely a fan of it. I, I, let me know what you think of it because that game that does really mean a lot yeah to me. i got a couple people i gotta talk to about it after i'm done with cool it. stuff man well all right so for mine okay remember last week we were talking about that game gamer girl yeah and how we don't even know if it's coming out yet you know well i i started looking for a game you know similar to that and you okay. know I, I there's erica and uh what I said okay what just that you would be looking for a game like that is well, not normal. No, like like an FMV game. Right, uh, but still. D- does Konami make an FMV game? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so I, yeah, I finally... Kojima and Solid Snake. Yeah, so, so I, I finally found one, and I actually found it on the, I, on the iOS, and uh, then I found out that it's actually on the PS4, and, and the uh, it's on everything except for Xbox, I think. It's and not Night Trap, is it? No, 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 no. It, it, it's an FMV game. It's Japanese, but it, it's tailored for American audience. It, it, you know, as far as the subs and everything goes, it's done really well. That's good. To where you can play the game. Is it the horror theme one or? It, yeah. It, all right. So it's called Death Come True. Yeah. It, it's also I've on, heard of it, it's yeah. also on the Switch. I haven't heard of that one. I only I only got to play like the first fifteen minutes of it, by the way. But dude, this game this game is scratching the itch, man, for sure. Like this is really well done from the dialogue. To the actors, to, yeah. it, it, now I will say it's very campy. It's very anime-ish in, in live action. 
But man, I mean, I, I was blown away by this game, and I was really happy to find something on the market that resembled something like what I was looking for, and this was it for sure. Right. It's very simple. Not you know, th- there's nothing really too complex about it. Although I will say that dying is definitely not the end of the game. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure they need you to die at certain points because when you come back, you have different options. It's almost like the game wants you to see something first, no matter what. Kind of like on a Black Mirror Bandersnatch yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. Now, this one's way more involved. I, I'll, I'll give it yeah. that for sure. But, uh, yeah, really, really cool game, man. So, uh, yeah, so with that, let's go ahead and uh, we can get into the news. Give me one second, boys. All right. Now, this first one, this first, I guess, article, we'll call it, that, that we're bringing up, it's going to be more of a discussion than it is just uh, reading off a, you know, an article. So uh, bear with me real quick, boys. But, yeah, it, it's a really quick quip. But uh, so contrary to previous reports, Spider-Man will and did indeed be a PlayStation exclusive character in Marvel's Avengers. The world's most famous web slinger will arrive in 2021 and he'll be free for all players on PlayStation platforms. And well, that's about it. No foot, no footage or images of Spider-Man have been released yet. But developer Crystal Dynamics seems hyped about bringing Spidey to its Avengers universe. All right. So, yeah, so it's not really uh, Spider-Man himself I wanted to talk about. How do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about this exclusivity that, that that's going around? For now, us as PlayStation fans, or m- most of us at least, as PlayStation fans, obviously wouldn't mind it, right? But as a whole, I mean, do you think that this is something that's going to be uh, considered healthy? And now I know back in the day, this is how we did things. I mean, it's still it, it's nothing different from back in the Soul Calibur days. Yeah. Where Nintendo got Link, uh, Xbox got Spawn, yeah. and... Uh, and PlayStation got Heihachi. Now, I, I think the yeah, big hitter... They have the Star Wars versions, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's no different. Yeah. It's just people are getting pissy because it's Spider-Man. And it's only on PlayStation. And it's only on PlayStation. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the day, man, when Xbox 360 was kicking ass, and PS3 was like the little stepbrother, they were getting all the, all the stuff first. Right, I mean, right. you know, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, like, everybody was, was giving Xbox their due. And PS3 fans kind of had to deal with it. So I feel like it's just like a climate thing that as the climate goes to this or that, us as gamer fans, whether you're PlayStation or Xbox or whatever, we're just going to have to deal with certain It's things. just people are getting pissy because it's not their console that's getting it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, you know, I'm, I, I, like I, was, uh, I don't know if you saw the post, but I was actually watching gameplay from Avengers today. Yeah. And it looks, it looks good. Okay. Looks really good. Okay, I haven't got to. Is the uh, beta open? Uh, you have to pre-order the game to get the beta. Okay, uh, j- just so you guys know, after this little pre-order uh, beta uh, ends, it's going to open up completely for next week. I'm sorry because I just I just remember. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So we'll all get a chance to play the beta next week. Hell, if y'all want, you know, I'll jump on and get the beta because yeah, there's a couple of missions where you can actually. Do multiplayer, like so actually get on. And so you've been watching people play yeah. the actual beta. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I'm fairly sure I can play better than some of these players I've watched because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Let's figure it out, man. For sure, we all have PlayStations, so that yeah. would be really fun. It's a four-player game, so that would be perfect for us. I mean, and it's a so it's solo and multiplayer for certain missions. So yeah, I'm all for that. That sounds good, man. For sure. All right, number two. 
Street Fighter V alumni and Capcom veteran Yoshinori Ono is leaving the company after 30 years. Though Ono stopped short of clarifying why he was leaving or what his next steps might be, he thanked the team and individuals he worked with across the three decades he was employed at the developer and said a new generation will continue taking care of the Street Fighter brand. In an article from GamesRadar.com, Oni also states, I've been with the Street Fighter brand for a long time. Experiencing good times, bad times, and even non-existent times, Ono said in a statement on his Twitter account. Thanks, VGC. My heart is filled with appreciation to those players who've been giving warm and kind support on the brand, especially little over the past decade. As so, all the activities on the Street Fighter brand regained sunshine and grew its liveliness. Yeah, so do you guys know about this at all? Yeah. yeah so actually, I read this the other day, actually. Do you have any more in- insight on exactly why he's leaving? I honestly don't know, but all I know is, you know, you know, hopefully the new, you know, new generation who comes in and and messes around with Street Fighter makes it better than 5. Yeah. Yeah. Because god 5 sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember y'all talking about it the other night about how 5's kind of the um the worst of the bunch now. Yeah, but it's just the fact that, you know, everything's hey the, you know, it's all behind paywalls. Yeah. Everything's behind the paywall. Yeah, I think sucks. that's I think for a fighting game that's the wrong way to go with things. Especially when cuz I heard that, that a lot of that content was even on the disc itself. They just locked it behind a, yeah. a paywall. And honestly, for a fighting game like that, you know, the hot, you know, characters that you should have had from the beginning yeah. behind a paywall is the dumbest move to me. I feel you, yeah. Because like, you know, like Dragon Ball, like Dragon Ball uh, Fighters, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like they came out when they came out, they gave you all the characters that needed to be there. Yeah, you know from go, you know. But then as they went on, they introduced, you know, packs with like you know, Super Saiyan Blue Goku or Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta or yeah. Broly or Super Broly or <laughs> you know, yeah, Jiren. You know they, but those characters came in later on. They weren't just. You know, hey, day one, you could have all these characters. But if you, you got right, yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully, Street Fighter keeps uh, keeps going or it starts going a new way. Yeah. I guess because uh, from from what I hear, five sounds like a, a damn dumpster fire. Honestly, go back to either four or go back to like Alpha Three. Yeah. You know, make it you know look good and give it that play style, and I'll be happy. <laughs> I, I I mean, I'm not a huge Street Fighter fan at all, but I will say that I definitely uh, I definitely recommend playing the 2Ds before the 2D or 3D or whatever you want to call it. 2D, 3D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, thought that was something that we we could touch on real quick. All right, number three. Fans of the classic survival horror genre were treated to a pleasant surprise last week in the form of a reveal trailer for Tormented Souls. The developer at Abstract Digital and Dual Effect are inspired by horror classics such as Resident Evil, Silent Hill, and Alone in the Dark. Oh man, Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. The teams have used said inspiration to craft something special, a new survival horror game, Tormented Souls. P-Cube will publish the project, which is slated to launch for the PS4, Nintendo Switch, PC, via Steam, and Xbox One on an unspecified date in 2021. Curiosity, curiously, the announcement trailer does not mention next-gen consoles at all, which we're going to see that every now and then with, with these titles, at least for the first couple of years. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Torment of Souls follows Caroline Walker, who's investigated the disappearance of twin girls. The search leads her to Winter Lake, where a mansion-turned-hospital spells nothing but trouble. Things take a turn for the worst, and when she awakens one night in a bathtub and finds herself attached to old medical equipment, as is often the case in survival horror titles, she'll have to fight to stay alive while wandering the abandoned property. At least she's not missing a kidney. Yeah. Torment of Souls is due out on PS4, Nintendo Switch, PC, via Steam, and Xbox One at an unspecified date in 2021. No next-gen versions have been announced yet. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan of survival horror, and if there's one thing that I have been missing, I, I, I looked at the screenshots on this game. It lo- it, it does. It, it looks like uh, it looks like Silent Hill or Resident Evil with a. Uh, I, I want, it sounds weird to say, but modern fixed camera angles is how I would describe it. So you got the camera angle still, but most of the time they're hiding stuff for like a either a you know a story moment or a jump right. scare or whatever. But I mean, they looked really cool. And you, so like classic Resident Evil. Type. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously bumped up graphics and physics and all that stuff. But yeah. Uh, so are we going back to tank controls for this? When one? The, no, no, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they they were using the joysticks on on, on the DualShock. But um, I will say, dude, that because when they try to bring Silent Hill into into the new generation with the whole, you know, uh, swiveling or... camera and, you know, yeah. well, no, I'm talking about even later on, like downpour or stuff like that. It doesn't work, man. It just doesn't work the same way. Now, they, they did a really good job with, with the evil within in this genre, but that took a lot of talent. There was you know, a lot of talent on that. That's team. a game I've never played. I wasn't a fan of it. No, of to, Evil to Within. Be honest, yeah, yeah. It, um, it definitely wasn't a terrible game at all. Uh, I, I probably played about four or five hours into it uh, before I just never went went back to it again. But uh, that that was the best they've done so far outside of uh, like Outlast, which I, I mean, Outlast is yeah. pretty good. Outlast Two is really scary. Actually. I never played either one of those. Either. Yeah, Outlast Two's got a really scary story to it. Um, I think I think you know, and it, it might have been part of the game itself, but I think the gun mechanics for Evil Within was one of the things that made it a terrible game. Yeah, yeah. Y- you can say that they definitely tried to bring over some stuff from Resident Evil Four uh, in- into the Evil Within. So, uh, and there are moments in there where it just didn't work. The Evil Within Two is actually a, a way better game. But you gotta play Evil Within One to play Evil Within Two, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, continuity wise. Yeah, it's kind of. It, You'll be in the middle of a story that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. All right, next story. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons next adventure may show what happens when a gnome is forcibly transformed into a mind flayer. Last month, the gallant goblin posted a video showing off miniatures from WizKid's upcoming line of miniatures inspired by the upcoming adventure Icewind Dale. Rhyme of the... F- I'm sorry, guys. Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. The video included miniatures of a gnome... Si- I'm sorry. Go- right, help me out, boys. Ceramorph? Is, is that correct? Miniatures of a gnome ceramorph? That sounds right. I have no <laughs> I mean, it, it could be right. I've never actually heard of that combination yeah, of creature neither. before. Okay, okay, so this is brand new then. Miniatures of a gnome ceramorph and a gnome squidling, which basically resembles pint-sized versions of Mind Flayers. While no context is given, it seems likely that Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, will include gnomes who are in the active process of being transformed into a Mind Flayer. Hey. Are you guys familiar with Gallant Goblin, no. the YouTuber? Yeah, no. I wasn't either. I watched his video for this to just to get some um, some insight on what's going on here. But yeah, it, it, it seemed like something that hadn't happened yet in Dungeons and Dragons. So I, I figured you guys wouldn't want to know about it. How, yeah. how, how do y'all feel about this particular <laughs> I'm, I'm, creature? I'm interested to see a, a midget lithid. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it almost sounds like something Brian Michael Bendis would have came up with. But yeah. I, you know, I'm down for it. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get the book. I'm kind of excited to play. Asphodel. I mean, yeah, yeah, same here. I feel like they're really trying to keep things coming out for you guys in the Dungeons and Dragons. Because well, at the same time, they're taking stuff away, like You're monsters and lo- stuff, like monsters and creatures and stuff. Uh, yeah, the, like ch- changing like natures of, of creatures and yeah. and, yeah. and you know you, steeped history of creatures and stuff um, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, see, and that, from that, that would make you'll no longer choose your race. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You don't I, think that, race I think that worse is go, uh, that word is going away. So. Yeah. yeah, race is and, going and, away. And if, if I, I mean, if I cared as much as you guys do about D and D, that would definitely piss me off, man. Because that's a lot that you're messing with, especially when you know people have. Devoted hours and hours to these characters, but, and these creatures. Well, it's one of those. So, what other term do you give them? Like, yes, there might be other species, but then there's a whole plethora of humanoid species. Yeah, the elves, the halflings, even the gnomes are a humanoid half species. Orcs. Yeah, half I don't know. Orcs. I think I, I think it kind of delves into ca- like cancel culture, and, and if you think the word it, race it is really a bad is. word, it's your problem, not everyone else's. Right. Yeah. Um, now we try not to bring you know any kind of like political or whatever into our podcast but that is something that has been going on well, that's what happens that when only, they bring it into our game yeah no, no yeah yeah hey 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 i agree 100 percent, man just you know I, I i try to tiptoe over that stuff but it does need to be talked about and i'm glad that it's brought up now so yeah so apparently race is a thing that's being attacked right now yes. in the dungeons and dragons universe mm-hmm. and what what's the alternative there what, what and, and same as gender is also you know. I just yeah. don't see. I don't see how you can. What's the alternative if you guys don't? They, they want honestly. They want you. Could, you should be able to be gender fluid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you always have been able yeah. to yeah. in Dungeons and Dragons. It's, it's, in any role playing it's, game, it's, it's the people that have a problem with it in in themselves that are are, are putting it onto a game. Everybody else, and and it, it doesn't need to happen. It doesn't so, belong there. But the racism part, you know, when when they edited Curse of Strahd, that's eh, understandable. You know, I mean, if you're if you're going to take out racial stereotypes, you know, you're not going to have like you know all these different character based flaws based on you know stereotypes of a race. So I understand them cleaning that up. But as far as like a changing you know core parts of the game, yeah, there's there's no need for it because the game's always been accepting anyway. Okay. I mean, because yeah, man. If you want to be a centaur, you can be. It a just centaur. seems so. It just seems so unnecessary, man. No, I don't is. understand. It is unnecessary. And the bad thing is, the people that are trying to push for this don't play. I could yeah. see that they don't play. A lot of people that push for, oh, let's take race out. You know, let's take this out. Are the ones they're just pushing for. They they don't ever they they don't understand anything about the game. They don't yeah. understand the love for it. Nothing. They're just doing this because hey. It's a hot topic button right now. Yeah. You know, and also it's a fictional character. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever played, uh, you know, a character of the opposite sex in D anD. d Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. You can play that character. That character is in that world. That character has those traits. It's not you exhibiting that that trait in that world. It's that character. You know. So again, if if you have a problem with something that's in that world that you created, mm-hmm. the problem's in you. Yeah. 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 I agree, man. I, I played a fluid, like a gender fluid. Air Genasi at one point. I've played a gay elf. I've played a female. I've played a little bit of everything. Yeah. And especially being the DM, mm-hmm. you have, you to, play have to play everything. Yeah, because you need that knowledge. Yeah, yeah I you, mean, you got to know what's going on. That's like the last game when y'all went to the armor shop. You know, the, yeah. the two husbands yeah. were in the armor shop. 
Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it was kind of funny, like, looking around the table, just waiting to see who was going to react. <laughs> Which really show. I mean, and it just, it gives the it gives My the biggest world, question was, hey, wait, what's his name again? Right. <laughs> and, and it definitely gives the which world its, its color, you know, whenever you, you, you know, put anything and everything into a game. Right, you know what right. I mean? It's just, I don't, yeah. It, it's definitely unnecessary. I figured it was something that you guys had already heard about. Do you think that there's any kind of a, a, a real push for this movement? Or do you think there's something that's probably just going to... Oh, they're going to push for it, and people, and it'll probably if change. I've seen are true. Jeremy Crawford, one of the head guys at Wizards of the Coast, has already said that the next campaign, they've pretty much taken the word race out of the rules of setting up your character. It's going to be setting up your character background. That means your lineage or something like that. Which didn't D and D characters already have like a actual background section though? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's a part where you can you determine have, all that. You have background, you have class, and then you have your race. And the bad thing, and, and it's not a bad species. thing. What's going to happen is people are going to read it and still, and the players who play are going to be like, "Hey, what's your race?" It, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's going to be still, one of those things that's still there that you know you can take it away and everything. Yeah, you know, much much as I assume, like everybody, like with the rebel flag, you can take it away, but they're still going to believe whatever they're going to believe. Yeah, right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't. I mean, just because it's not written in the book doesn't mean that people I mean, in their own living rooms around with their own friends I mean, aren't going to do like the, the whole stuff around the drow. It's like, yeah, they're still an evil, evil matriarch, yeah, society. Yeah, so that's I mean, just the lore. I mean, and you got the people like us who've been playing for 20-plus years. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Races, I'm going to ask, what race are you? Yeah. I mean, you know, and also, I've never imprinted anything from a, from Dungeons & Dragons onto people I see walking down the street. No, no, uh, oh, oh, that guy's a drow. He must be evil. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know. That that guy's a genasi. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that, that guy's guy. an orc. I couldn't yeah. imagine, man. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Maybe, like, could you imagine maybe, walking next to somebody maybe, on the stream like maybe orc. like in a game like if you're a surface dwelling party and you see a group of drow, you might be a little bit worried because usually they're only on the surface to raid. Oh, so you're gonna walk across the street from the drow? That's man, dude. That's <laughs> no, more like you're no, just kind of gonna you're watch. You're gonna be holding your sword like, please yeah. don't attack me. Please don't attack me. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's a, <laughs> the key. The key. The key thought about this is it's a game. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a game, and you know, and if somebody, if if somebody's sitting in their own living room playing their own game that has nothing to do with you, whatever they're doing, and if that somehow offends you, dude, I mean, that's a lot of thinking. You know, what I mean? that's that's a lot of thinking. I you're think doing part of there. the reason that it it's become a problem for some of these people is because they watch the stream. You know, community oh, okay. of D and D. Yeah, those. You know, and all they do is watch it, but it offends them because of you know everything. Well, hey, you know, like it's it's like a known fact that that Dungeons and Dragons is like the chosen pastime for child molesters in prison. Yeah. Okay. So, but nobody's like sitting here saying, "Oh, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, you're a child molester." Yeah. You know, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like the aspect of it, the game isn't determined by the aspect of what people are doing with it. I mean, and yeah. the bad thing is we, you know, players dealt with this back in the 70s and 80s too, yeah. with, you know... Oh, that Tom Hanks movie where if you did Dungeon, you play Dungeons and Dragons, you're like, the yeah, devil's you, gonna take over your mind and everything? Yeah, yeah no, it's it's got a, a, a history of yeah, everybody uh, shitting on it. What well, movie was that? Uh, man, uh, I can't remember. It was about remember. the group of teenagers yeah. that 
they had went, gone missing down in the sewers. They went LARPing, essentially. And it was because Dungeons & Dragons took over their mind. Yeah, and then... I, I have no idea. It's a devil's I'll, game. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, have yeah, to look yeah. for it. And look up Darkest... <laughs> if you get a chance, yeah. if you want... If, for any D&D player, you have to at least watch this once. Yeah. It's called Darkest Dungeon. Ooh. It's one of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Was it Chick Chick or... Chick Tracks. Chick yeah. Tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually made a movie, and it's all about you know how Dungeons and Dragons is evil. Really? Wow. And it's on YouTube, and it's the dumbest thing yeah. ever. Like I had to watch it, and it it, it, it cracked me up. Like, Def- definitely worth a watch, though. Oh, if you want, <laughs> if you want to laugh, yeah. Because and you want to see how the uber uber religious people. See Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Watch this movie, yeah. and you are going to you're going to cringe and you're going to laugh. So I'll have, much. To, I'll have to check so that out. Yeah, the, at the, the, same time. the Tom Hanks yeah. movie was called Mazes and Monsters, and it came out yeah. in 1982. Okay. And, oh, so an early, early one. Yeah, yeah. basically, basically the Bible Belt version of why this is bad. Don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I gotta check that out. I have to see that thing. That, that's a, that's interesting. It's horrible. It, it yeah. is. It is, yeah. is it a bad movie? It's a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to play, okay. but. It's 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 My like dad it's watched like, it. it's, no, it's yeah. the, equi- the equivalent of a uh, of a Kirk Cameron movie. Yeah. My, my dad watched it and and the bad thing is he watched it right when Zero and our other friends came over to come get me so we were going to go play D&D. Yeah. <laughs> and he tried to stop me at oh, the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys told me you guys told me about <laughs> Would this. Would you say it's about the equivalent of uh Reefer Madness? For Dungeons yes, and Dragons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. for madness, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a PSA of the dangers of of role playing games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, <laughs> you learned something new, man. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna talk about you know tabletop games, man, this is this is the history of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this is interesting stuff for sure, man. All right, and our last one. Let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, nerd culture has taken yet another sad turn recently. Last week, manga readers—I'm sorry, guys. Last week, manga readers were and are mourning the loss of iconic talent Jiro Kawada. The artist brought to the live series like Phantom Detective before earning international fame with his acclaimed Batman manga. Kawada's publisher Akita Shoten confirmed the news for fans last Thursday, and tributes are pouring in for the renowned artist on social media. He was 85 years old. Manga and comic lovers will know Kawada best for his work with Batman. However, the artist got his start in the industry back in the 1950s with Phantom Detective before co-creating 8-Man for Weekly Shonen Magazine. A decade would pass with these original titles before Kawada was tasked with, serial, I'm sorry, was tasked with serializing a Batman manga for Shonen King. His, ran, his run began on the hills of Adam West Batman TV show when Japan was ready to meet the Gotham hero. Batman began publication in 1966 and it ran for just a year. However, DC Comics resurrected the manga back in 2014 when he translated the so-called Bat Manga into English for digital readers. This comes from comicbook.com. Are you guys familiar with this uh, artist? I am not, but I, no. I actually I kind of want to read it because I didn't know they had a Batman manga. Yeah, I figured it would go either one way or the other. Either you guys knew him or you guys might want to check this Batman manga out. Uh, I don't know anything about I, it. I kind of remember, I think that was also tied into like Batman 66. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the Adam West. Well, he, yeah. he, he was around through all that, so um, really interesting stuff. He's been, yeah, he's definitely been in the game a while. But, but I think uh, that just makes me realize that one of my favorite manga artists you know we know eventually is going to pass away and that's going to be a sad day for yeah is Akira Toriyama oh because yeah because he's getting up there in age too H- how old is he now 
Like uh, don't ball, get me, ballpark. Don't yet. get me lying, because because I want to say he started in the sixties. On, on the plus side, dude, J- Japanese people are usually way healthier than oh yeah Americans. So. This is true. So yeah, I mean, he might still have a while, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, see, he in like for the most part, like even with Dragon Ball now, he doesn't really do most of the stuff. It's his protege that does yeah. most of it. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of there to. You know, give info here and there. I feel you. And he forgets half the shit he does anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, that is the news, boys. All right. This episode's Rut Row Retro is the 1985 The Goonies, uh, released on June 7th, 1985. It was actually set, uh, story-wise, on October 24th, 1985. $90 million budget. It brought in $61.5 million in the box office, and uh, the VHS uh, the VHS sales almost met that, which is really interesting. It, uh, in fact, this is one of the, like, VH1, VHS classics, pretty VH1 much. VHS classics. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place in Astoria, Oregon. Um, I I was wondering, man, like, how many, how many movies take place in Oregon? Yeah, in, like, <laughs> Portland or Seattle or... Oregon itself. Um, you didn't have very many pirates in the Pacific Ocean <laughs> compared to uh, the Caribbean. So yeah, it's a right. little stretch on there. So the movie's about a group of seven kids um, who essentially go on a treasure hunt to save their parents' houses. Which this is kind of one of the big plot holes in this movie. We don't want our house to be a golf we course. Well, the thing is, why are they having to sell their house though? Like, is it? Because it's the evil, rich, white people. Yeah. The evil development company that wants to, you know, buy the area out and... And turn it into a golf course. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever evil white people want to do. So, are the, it just, it, so it just, did they not get any money for their house or something? Or well, They're from the area. They call it the Goondocks, but most people refer to it as the Boondocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. The original idea came from Steven Spielberg. Uh, he actually called it... The Goon Kids at first. Yeah. That was the original title for it before they decided to switch it up. I guess that wasn't catchy enough for them or something. Uh, the movie's actually written by Chris Columbus. Um, he was a screenwriter for things like Gremlins, uh, mm-hmm. Home Alone 1 and 2. and um, I think he did an animated... I want to say he helped in an animated one, but I, I, I can't remember it right now. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, directed by uh, Richard Donner. Uh, Director of uh, the first was it the first two Superman films? Do you guys know? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. yeah the first two Superman films. Uh, this one I don't know. He also did uh, the Lethal Weapon films. Uh, he did uh, X Men, the year two thousand X Men. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, when did you guys first uh, watch this movie? Oh, Do you guys even remember? God. <laughs> I don't even remember when I first watched this movie. Yeah, I would probably say. <laughs> 1991. Yeah, it was definitely around there too. The, the, I remember the only reason why I remember first watching remember this, seeing it, anyways. Th- this was probably one of the first movies that I was able to enjoy like thoroughly as a kid with my dad. My dad always watched stuff like you know Scarface and you know Godfather and <laughs> The Exorcist and stuff like that. And I, even though I would watch it with him, it would scare the shit out of me, and it just wasn't. But th- this, I remember this being the first movie that he was actually into. He was actually watching it. And I really enjoyed watching it with him. That's how this kind of imprints in my in, in my head. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, it involves uh, seven kids that live in the Goondocks in uh, Astoria. 
Yep. Uh, their house is apparently going to be taken the next day if they don't find a way to pay for it. So yeah. they end up going into uh, their attic, which I guess their dad was the curator for the local museum. Yes. And that's how he, he acquired all these weird things that they find in the attic. Among those things, they found uh, a treasure map. Well, okay, Trunks is holding a painting. No, yeah. Trunks ain't holding nothing. Yeah. You said Trunks. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, no, Trunks ain't holding shit. <laughs> no. It's chunk. God damn. I, already, I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Chunk, all right, so, yeah, Chunk's holding a painting. and um, um, uh, He's going to say it again. <laughs> he was about to. He accidentally yeah. drops it, and uh, behind because well, they know he's going to drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so behind that painting, or no, I think it was a news article. Behind that news article, there's a treasure map. Wait a minute, did you not watch this? And the yeah. coin, and because he's holding a, like a shadow box with a map and a doubloon. Yeah. Oh, and and, and he goes, he's oh, called wait. over to hold it for like five seconds because everybody knows he dropped stuff. Oh wait, Mikey, Mikey does the the, the, the painting joke. Sorry, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, Ma- mouth. that's mouth, no, mouth, yeah. mouth, or mouth. God. <laughs> Did you watch? Did you watch this movie? Yes, yes, I've seen this movie a lot. I actually because I had it. to watch this movie. And I didn't want to. <laughs> I watched it today, actually. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, so the main character, yeah, is Mikey, uh, playing as Sean Astin. We we all know Sean Astin from, uh, of course, the Lord of the Rings and um, Encino Man, and you know, a bunch of other things. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember him in Encino Man. Sean Astin. He was the he was the he was the kid with. With uh, Polly Shore. Was he? Was he? It's been a long time since yeah, I've seen yeah. that movie. Sean Astin, I'm pretty sure he was the... Oh, now we got to look at it. I think, <laughs> yeah, think Jodan's right, but... He might be. Man. I just, it's I been a remember. very, very long time since I've seen that movie. <laughs> Same here. I can't say I haven't watched a Polly Shore movie since the 90s. Yeah, Sean Astin. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, you probably and, and usually Biodome is my standby Polly Shore movie. Yeah, see, I think that's what I was thinking of more with yeah. uh, Stephen Baldwin. Uh, his yeah. older brother Brand is played by Josh Brolin. Uh, Chunk played by Jeff Cohen. Mouth played by Corey Feldman. Data played by uh, Jonathan Huey Kwan yeah. from Kwan. Indiana Jones. Before this, um, yeah, uh, Carrie Green as Andy or Andrea, and Martha Plimpton as Stephanie. I remember, I, I always uh, think of. Raising Hope. When I think of Martha Plimpton, did y'all ever see that show? It's a really, it's really oh, funny, man. No, I saw Raising Arizona. It's it's from the same uh, it's from the same creator of uh, uh, My Name Is Earl. If you guys oh, ever saw that one, yeah, it's the one with the baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Raising Hope. So, but yeah, so a uh, couple of things on the production of this uh, in the documentary, The Making of the Goonies. Richard Donner noted both the difficulties and pleasures of working with so many child actors. Yeah. He praised them for their energy and excitement, but also said they were also they are also unruly when brought together. As a result, the documentary frequently showed him coaching the actors and revealing some techniques he used to create realistic performances. Hell, they were unruly in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much of that they just said, just go. Yeah, yeah. Especially that pipe scene. I, I would imagine. Like oh, yeah. Pipes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of these tricks involved one eye Willie's pirate ship, which was actually a full-size replica of a pirate ship created under the direction and production of J. Michael Riva. So, uh, yeah, in his book. But, yeah, so the one thing about this movie that, uh, that I, try to, I try to remember while watching it, <laughs> there's a lot of camp in this movie, obviously. It can be a very tacky situation. I mean, it's an 80s movie. Yeah. And there's some racism. But there's a... <laughs> a little bit. Is there... Yeah. Explain. A little Asian kid 
Oh, yeah. Just a little Asian kid in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they kind of gave him the same treatment in Indiana Jones, too. So I mean, yeah. They didn't, they didn't veer too far off of uh, off of all that. All the way from the... Spielberg. Uh, Spielberg. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, I try to remember. I try to remember the campiness and the tackiness. But I mean, it, it's it's got it's kind of bringing the charm to the movie. Like the reason why you're gonna put it in and watch it, it's because of you know all, all all the campiness that's involved. You know, like it's just in oh, in, no. in my eyes at least. I can honestly say, like, remember in the, as a kid, you know, instead of watching it now, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I couldn't get like some of the characters were just so so bad. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> and it was the whole, you know, and most of it was chunk. Yeah, like anytime yeah. he showed up, I was like, I thought get that him I, out of here. I thought he was probably I thought he was the strongest actor in the film. Honestly, he like every time that he was on the no, screen, Sloth was the strongest guy in the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he actually died two years after the movie was made. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. There was something about Cohen that when he was when he was on the screen, I I always watched every second of it. Not me. I was what, totally. I was you wanted like, to see him threaten him with the blender on his fingers. It was just really. It, it's the way that his. I mean, his character. I feel like was done really well as being. Yeah. Okay. The chubby, you know, joke. You know, Dude, that his character shuffle, shuffle. was. Yeah. Oh, so he's like Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, Damn. he's the original. The original Jonah Hill. Yeah. He's um, fucked up. I don't, you know, but he, he actually it was really funny. He had he had uh, he had just gotten over chicken pox. In that scene, in that truffle shuffle scene, so whenever he lifts his shirt, you see all those. Yeah, he actually had chicken pox while they were doing that scene, which was uh, pretty damn risky, actually. I mean, yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. they all need it anyway. Take a little kid out there and yeah, get everyone else. Yeah, uh, we can talk about the music real quick. Uh, music. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper's yeah. the only one. I yeah. Okay, I thought that was Cindy Lauper. It was like an obligatory. Let's yeah. put Cindy Lauper in this for like a minute and a half, and then we'll put her on the end credits. Yeah. yeah there was actually a music video for that song that involved uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and uh, yeah. Uh, it's when she was working with the uh, Captain Lou Albano and uh, yeah. Yeah, she was working with WWF at that point. Yeah, the, the the music video was literally like twelve minutes long. It was really fun, but we're not going to talk about it here because it, it didn't really matter. That's All more right. interesting than the Goonies, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, besides that, you got Ario Speedwagon, uh, the Bengals. Um, I didn't know they were in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anybody else really all that interesting. Some of the songs are covered up by the screams and all that kind of stuff. The original score. um, And the screaming in your head going, why am I watching this? The the original score I really appreciate. That was loud screaming, why am I watching this? I, I thought it was really well done, um, especially the the entrance music, like, like the, the, the entrance theme was really cool. Uh, the ship scene I thought was... Uh, Corny. Really well uh, or, or, yeah. what you call it, orchestrated or whatever as far as music goes. Um, there's something. Else. Oh yeah, the opening scene on it, I I really liked. Also, I thought it was a really clever way to introduce you to these characters that uh, you're you're going to be spending you know the, the entirety of the movie with. But the car chase, and yeah, it was all kind of popping up. Yeah, uh, one one by one, each, yeah. you know, they they kind of showed each character in their own kind of little setting or whatever. I thought that was really clever. I thought that was really cool. Um, you would, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess besides that. I wonder how many milkshakes 
he actually had, had to slam, slam up him. against that wall. And pizza. Yeah, and then well, the, the scene where uh, where Steph is washing her hair at the beginning, and she like randomly has a, this crab in her hand that, that she had gotten out of the barrel that she was washing her hair in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But it was there, and it was absolutely a fake crab, too. And speaking of fake uh, fake creatures, they actually they had to cut an entire scene. It's a pretty famous scene. Because at the end of the movie, uh, you can hear Data, uh, Data saying something about an, an octopus. They had fought this octopus. Yeah. And honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with you, for the longest time, I thought that that was him just like saying, well, you know, they aren't going to believe us anyways. Let's just say well, whatever, right? But what happened was that there was a full scene with the octopus right before they got onto the ship. But it just oh, it looks yeah. so bad. It, it just it, it didn't look it, it didn't look good at all. So really? they kind of I mean they should have left it in. Like this shit was cornier than Oval Red yeah. Locker septic tank. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So uh, but yeah. So they, they they took that scene out. There, there was another scene that they took out. I thought would have been really important too. Where they they go to this uh, convenience store. This is right before they go on their little adventure or whatever. Yeah. They go to the convenience uh, convenience store and. Um, Brand, Mikey's older brother, gets in an, uh, an altercation with uh, Troy, which is kind yeah, of yeah, the prep kid that yeah always gives them a hard time or whatever. And uh, there was a lot of important things that happened in that scene. It, it, it really sucked that, uh, that that they took that out. Yeah, that that's the scene where you find out that's the kid who it's his dad is the one that's having to go around and buy up everybody's house. Yeah, wasn't he the one that, that got blown off the toilet? Yes, and, and screams daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, he's, the one, he's the one that got his sweater back from the from the wishing well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's holding Brand's hand on the side of the car. When pretty he's much on the little bike. I'm just like, that was one of my things. Why take the little bike? Well, because yeah. it was all he had left. I guess I mean besides that he could he could have ran. Yeah. I mean he looked pretty athletic, right? It's Josh Brolin, so right? Sure. And, and on top of that, but they had to when, launch him off the hill. I'm pretty sure that was Data's little sister too. By the way, when yeah, he's yeah. holding, when he, didn't he's ha- holding, he didn't have the time traveling device yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when That's he was, was holding, you know, when he was holding his hand when they're riding down the road, you know, I'm like you could have pulled your hand off. Like, you could have pulled your hand off. You could have punched him in the face. Yeah, and, yo. Jumped in the car. How's the fun with it? You know, yeah, you're already making this movie stupid enough. So exactly. Oh, that's that's where you suspend disbelief for the Goonies. <laughs> no, hell, hell no. There's a lot more. The pipe scene alone, you, you're just like no. Yeah, yeah. That, they, and the ship, the, which I'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, are, are you saying why didn't they go after the ship? That too. Yeah, because why didn't they go after the ship? But the yeah. thing is, though, the the waves are coming toward them. How is the ship going to sail off? And the the, the uh, with no one manning yeah, I, it. I've been playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah. There's no way that ship's just going off. Yeah, that ship. Yeah. There's no way that ship's just going out. You know, no. with the wind going against it. Yeah, that boat should. That's movie magic. That, that boat should turned and either rammed into something and sunk right there, or yeah. Well, there's no wind <clears throat> pushing it out of the cave in the first place. Right. Yeah. yeah. My thing is though, hell, exactly. they could. You know, they could have made it really funny and just had a kraken waiting right outside the. Yeah. Outside and just. I feel like I should have drank a bottle of Kraken while I watched this movie. <laughs> it might have helped. It might have. It made yeah. me feel better. Honestly, I and I wanted a sword fight scene. You had a perfect chance to actually have a stupid sword fight scene. Yeah. And instead, you just have people walk the plane. Jordan's gonna cry because we're just shitting all over his. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I. I. I honestly thought that it was. It, it was. It's a. It's. It's a really, really good film. I think it's something that was. Absolutely necessary, especially in the eighties. It is something that was. Uh, uh, this was not a necessary movie. Oh, dude, come on, man! I mean, I mean <laughs> hey, I'll admit it's one of those. I love 
the movie. But at the same time, I can look at it and call it campy as shit. Well, right. you know, yeah, it's oh, absolutely yeah. campy. That's where the, that's where the essence comes from. That, right. That's the, the, that's where the charm is yeah. in it. No, I mean, and, and that's my same thing too. Is I can pick the flaws out of it and still say, well, you know, we can do that a, with any fucking movie that this, we do. But this was a fun it was, was, job. Yeah, yeah. But it's a fun movie. It really was. Yeah. Like, I uh, can pick it apart, but still, I, I'll watch it. Now. But no, it's like I said, it definitely has its plot holes. It's uh, it's, it's very campy. Very. But going into the conversation, you know, I'm at the mindset of that's where the charm's at with it. But, and, but hey, we've done other movies where, you know, one of us has thought it was fucking terrible. And the rest yeah. of us were like, oh, dude, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm no. not going to like them all. I digress. <laughs> Um, there's not really much else we need to talk about with it, really, guys. Let's do. Uh, oh no, let's talk about like the scene where they break the dick off the statue. Oh and, yeah, and I, th- I think that's that's a key. That's that's key to the film. I mean, and you don't that know how to, to put show it. you chunk breaks everything. But yeah. you don't know, but things that they glue it back on. But it's like you don't know how to glue. It, you know. Yeah, it's upside down. You don't know how it goes. It's like yeah. It's like, <laughs> it was like that. You'd be pissing in your own face. Yeah, the scene where uh, the scene where um, mouth is uh, translating that was pretty funny. Oh, too. God. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Are that, talking about the drugs and yeah, everything? yeah, the, yeah. Uh, sex dungeon. Yeah, the marijuana goes here. Yeah, that was pretty funny. They we'll lock you in here with no food, food or no water, water for, for two weeks. weeks. <laughs> it's yeah. like yo, know, it's like goddamn. Why is the you know. Why are you gonna hire somebody you can't talk to? Yeah, but you know, stupid. But back then, you know, but at the same time. Well, I think yeah, I think it was a rushed be. job because they were gonna have to get out of there the next day. So she was probably just going with whatever the hell. She's like, but you know, she's like, hey, you're gonna hire it until my my arm gets better. But but, <laughs> but you're are, leaving tomorrow. You're leaving tomorrow. Yeah, but you're yeah. leaving tomorrow. So. Yeah, and I also like how, you know, she's telling everybody, like, you know, Data broke through the screen door, and she's like, from now on, you go through the front door. It's like, you're gone tomorrow. The, it's like, from now on, you go through the back door. But you're leaving yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, At that point, be like, you know what? Fuck that house up. Do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I got to say, uh, his zip line was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, you know. What do uh, they call him? Double O negative? <laughs> as, compared, yeah. as compared to his, uh, you know, chomping teeth, slinky. Yeah. 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 That all the, all the little gizmos. That, yeah. 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 Connected to the side of the damn uh, bit the dude in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> there was a scene uh, there was another scene with that chomping thing where it just bit Mouth's butt or when they were outside of the restaurant yeah and that scene went on for like literally dude like five minutes straight and it was that was the, yeah it was absolutely like I said like I said when we, before we started you notice there was no black kids in that cause you yeah. know cause it, it was that whole thing of black kids would have been like no <laughs> <laughs> why am I going to we, do this okay, as soon as they were walking up and they heard the gunshots in the house the yeah. black kid would have hit the ground uh, yeah, especially. and all of a sudden jumped back up said that was gunshots I'm out yeah man uh, yeah for sure the, the, I don't know I mean there weren't any Hispanics in there either just, <laughs> just, just throwing it out there uh, uh, yeah, the the cleaner. <laughs> well, yeah, and she did take a really dangerous job. So, yeah. I guess the times were rough. I mean, she listened to mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and still went to the grocery store and still yeah. went to the grocery store with the mom. So, yeah, didn't run away. <laughs> That's the whole thing. I've done this shit before. It's not work ethic. <laughs> but yeah, there, there was the pirate ship scene. Um, you said you want to say something about that, Trunks? 
about the pirate ship. Oh no, that's all I was talking about. Was it, was it going out to sea? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no way. There's no way it should have done that. I, was, I thought you were talking about how I bad. Wanna, like, I do want to talk about all the booby traps, booty traps, yeah. Yeah. booty traps, yeah. booty yeah. traps. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff would have rotted, and, and none of those traps would have been in place. Yeah. After like ten years, much less. Oh, and two hundred. Yeah, what was it supposed to be? Yeah. yeah, and the girls screaming rabies over and over as the bats are flying. Out. Oh yeah, the yeah. bats, man, the bats. Like with they were like fuzzy sponges with like yeah, cellophane wings. But she's man, sitting there screaming, and she's sitting there screaming rabies. It's like, what's that going to do? What was what was holding <laughs> the the bone piano up? Oh yeah, there's no explanation yeah. on that. Like a, a, I don't know, a rock or something. I don't know. And after you play like you know two notes where it was down far enough, you could have just yeah you know, hopped over that motherfucker and yeah. left it. Yeah, yeah, the, the, oh yeah, there was a dude that that was completely that was easily and you know there's no reason why you had to keep that whole thing going. No. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, you know, you dropped the the middle of the floor, but you had the bad guys able to just walk around that little bitty ledge and yeah. be like, hey, we can keep going. Yeah. I was like, that was that was a horrible booby trap. And then the rocks falling was another horrible booby trap. Yeah. It's like it None of it nothing in this movie was realistic at all. No. Mm mm. But you know, like I said, they're sitting there on the boat, and yeah, they're grabbing swords and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, the water slide was realistic. <laughs> yeah, it just it, they were able to slide down it completely safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not didn't have to hit any like sharp edges or anything like that. I, I also didn't like how how the pirates themselves placed their bodies as they died. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, one was in the rigging, uh, one was just slumped over with daggers in his eyes. Yeah, um, they they all died around a table. Uh huh. Looking yeah. at each other, uh, you know what? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. And, uh, uh, and uh, what's the name? Just automatically knew one-eyed Willie. Yeah. yeah. Oh don't, yeah. Don't yeah. take don't take his gold. Yeah. The, don't take that. That's for Willie. Yeah. And I'm for real. At the time, you know, as a kid, it, it made it. You know, it didn't sink in. As an adult, one-eyed Willie. Yeah, yeah. Just it's <laughs> oh, like, oh, another dick joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. As okay. I got, it's like, God damn it. Yeah. Here, here's the here's the thing, man. Like that. Well, that was the eighties. All yeah. all the Rube Goldberg machines that yeah. set off. Yeah. These weird chain of events would not have launched that boat. Period. Yeah. How about that one that they actually made at his house just to open, just a, to gate open the door, gate? Just open a gate door. I mean, it, that, it almost, that one almost, would actually work. It almost kind of reminded me like, like a. Uh, honey, I shrunk the kids. How they had all those stupid type. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If I if I was a if I was a fourteen year old kid though, that would be pretty badass to have in your front yard. Is the whole do the truffle shuffle? I can just bust through the gate. I break everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like whenever uh, they they get them to break down the door in the restaurant. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not gonna sit there and do. You know. Yeah. Like, Trunk, I got pictures of your mom. Oh yeah. They're really tasty. <laughs> Trunks, I got pictures of your mom. <laughs> They're really tasty. Uh, you gotta take that up with her. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I think you said tasteful. By the way, I don't. I, I, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I believe it was tasteful. Yeah, you know, and the other one, the bats busting the. Yeah, the grate. The grate open. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened. Oh yeah, that totally. I was like, totally totally like, would have happened. It was like subsonic flying bats just. Yeah. All of a sudden, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, when at all. they had to 
actually struggle to lift it. Yeah, and all of a sudden the bats are just like, you know, oh, super sack speed, let's go. And then the one dude doing a cross with his fingers trying to block the bats. It's like, yeah. Again, the cross you, with the fingers. You got you got one girl screaming rabies because that's going to do something against them. Then you have a dude making a crucifix with a, with his fingers. Yeah, it's like they are not vampires. You, you know, I thought something that they should have done that would have been a little bit more realistic than you know the whole pirate treasure and everything like that. Uh, as soon as he found that that Lou Gehrig rookie card, yeah, yeah. he could have taken that to a pawn shop and paid for a lot. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? for sure. Yeah, man, the Lou Gehrig card they found in uh, uh yeah in the wallet. Chester, and I think it was the book, wasn't it? Chester Copperpot. Yeah, yeah, Chester Copperpot. Yeah, the wallet. Yeah, instead of instead of a pirate movie, they could have done like you know a Civil War or something movie. Yeah, and that would have made more sense than a pirate being in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. yeah. I, um, I don't know Civil War one in yeah, Oregon. Civil War in Oregon. <laughs> I don't think that would make I mean, sense but, either. I mean, that make more sense than this. Yeah. Maybe maybe like Civil War in Florida. That's we'll, we'll do we'll do Goonies three and it, yeah. it's just a bunch of kids. Or Goonies two. Yeah. Did they, have, did they have Goonies two. There was never a second video game. Oh okay. yeah, Goonies there, two. And uh, apparently there is a script written for. And it was Goonies for it, it was for an animated uh, film. They were going to do it back in like the early nineties. Be like D- the D and D. I think the only re- I think the only returning character would have been Corey Feldman. Of course, it's going to be Corey Feldman. And that's another thing too, man. Is well, that for I think it was supposed to be like their kids. Yeah, is almost what for him having such a big. Na- well, you're talking about okay. You're talking about another one. Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, actual live action. That yeah, we're talking about yeah. But for I, I don't know. I think I think Corey Feldman's music career is kind of getting in the way. <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> that was a good video. Oh, uh, that was a horrible video. You know, for Corey Same Feldman being for Corey <laughs> Feldman being the biggest name, you know, like in the movie at the time at least. I don't know. He uh, he he probably he, he really didn't pop for me as a, as a character. You know, as mouth. In fact, I mean, really, the only reason why he was there is to translate Spanish. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, could you Spanish. imagine Corey Feldman and Rudy? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that would be pretty bad. No. <laughs> Corey, Corey Feldman in, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Wow. There's something. I mean, no, no. <laughs> I mean. There's a few roles that you could kind but, okay, of fit Co- him in. Wasn't he Corey Donatello? Who was it? Who was it? Was he Donatello in yeah uh, in two? Yeah, yeah. T- and in the second one, the second that, was one action. that was one of the ones I didn't. Wait, like no, he was Donatello in the first one. Was he? Yeah. Was he Donatello yeah. in the first yeah. one? Yeah, because I remember the second one. You can tell like it's completely different. It, they I, think even, I think all four of them are different, right? They, yeah, they didn't even yeah. try to mimic uh, yeah. uh, Donatello's voice from the first one. I remember, yeah. Which probably didn't bother them because by that point they were just it was the cartoons and they all had didn't they all have like kind of like higher voices in the cartoons anyway yeah yeah, well, yeah so. and yeah the second one was, was it didn't really bother leading, them the second one was leaning way more to the cartoons than it was the the comic the yeah comic. yeah um I, I so I saw a copy of TMNT on NES and I, I didn't realize dude on on, on the cover of it, it has the original bandanas. The, the, the red ones, yeah, yeah red. dude, that's really cool, man. I, I never thought of that, I, I, or I never thought about it whenever uh, you know I would see you know, I would right. see the picture of it. So yeah, um, game's unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, that damn water level, huh? Like Lion King. Yeah, good God, I'm telling you, the only reason <laughs> without what, the replay, dude. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I used that thing like. 300 times in my playthrough on I'm it. Still saying, I'm still telling you the truth. I beat that. Yeah. It's right, dude. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, 
and it's not just the difficulty in like the enemies or anything like that. There's just it's just certain things that you have to know to do that. No, yeah. the patterns for jumping is it's, it's impossible. Different. It's impossible. Like, well, obviously not because tr- Trunks beat it, but. I there's no that way lot, that took a lot of determination and yeah yeah there was no way I was gonna be able to sit there for like I, I whatever just, man I didn't I didn't have the patience for Sega games back then yeah it, well and the better version was on Sega back yeah yeah back then I think Aladdin too actually mm-hmm. yeah because after you beat honestly after you beat the uh but can't wait to be king yeah after you beat that it's easier yeah. But just yeah, the, that level. The hyena level is impossible. For yeah, me. That's yeah. A, I, I always got stuck there. That was the, the lava one, right? Yeah. Yeah, like lava on the bottom of it. Yeah. yeah, dude. That, See, one, that, that was one tough, in, man. The, like I said, it was just the one where you're trying to scream at or roar at the monkeys. At the monkeys. And, yeah, to get them to do what they're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, so... Let me somehow see we went, on a, we went from, Ninja, <laughs> we went from <laughs> Goonies, Ninja Turtles... To Lion King, now back to Goonies. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't Goonies an Ultra game too? Or am I am I just looking at the cartridge thinking just because it was black? What uh, the, the Goonies, Goonies on NES? Uh, See, I didn't. I, I never played it. I never played. It, and it, it was called Goonies too, wasn't it? Well, they had Goonies they and had Goonies, Goonies too. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, I never played either one of those NES games. I didn't even know what they were. Are, are they platformers? Uh. Man, yeah, they were platformers. Yeah, but you know, my thing was too them wa- walking the plank. It's like, oh, yeah, no, oh, you know yeah. What? You know what? Goonies is a Konami game. Is it really? Is it really? <laughs> oh, now, Jordan. now we know why you like it so much. Yeah, Jordan, yeah. gotta go get it now. It, 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 at least it makes a little bit more sense now, huh? I honestly didn't Did know. Did Kojima work on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, then he won't have to worry about it then, that. That does explain why it was so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those. It was one yeah, of those yeah. NES games. Yeah. yeah. But like them, like them making them walk the plank. I was like, what was that going to do? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, just put him in the water. That's all it did. That's pretty much all it did. I'm like, screw it. You have a sword. Run these little kids through. They'll never know. They had a gun. They had like this massive 45 yeah. Yeah. From, from Police Academy. Was it 45 or 357? Uh, it, it was big, whatever it was. It was. Big gun. Yeah. yeah, that was a three foot seven long long barrel. Yeah, now yeah. some dirty but hair. Either, shit. Or either way, something like that. Yeah. Either way, you had a gun. Either shoot the kids, or the one dude had a knife, stab the kids, or then you had swords. You know yeah. what? Gut them. Speaking of people that uh, <laughs> passed away, man, like uh, so. Sloss, uh, actor, passed away like two mm-hmm. years after this, but uh, so did uh, so. Anne Ramsey's who played Mama Fratelli. And yeah. this was one of her last, uh, one of her last yeah, roles. Wasn't she in like a, the Apple Dumpling Gang? Or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. She had, I mean, she she was a character actor. You yeah, know, she she definitely had her niche. But yeah, she she passed away like two years after this movie was made. But um, what was it the uh, the first scene when like it comes in? Train. Train. <laughs> wow, it still lives. Yeah, <laughs> off in the distance. But uh, when they come in the first scene and you walk into the. They go into the. Uh, That's another Corey Feldman, isn't it? What? Well, no, he wasn't in uh, Stand by Me, was he? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's actually. Uh, <clears throat> That's probably my second favorite film, a lot like these, these kids' films, going on an adventure, whatever, dude. Honestly, I never watched Stand By Me. No, honestly, I'd probably put Stand By Me above this one if I thought about it. Yeah, Yeah. I would for sure. Um, But way better. um, When they they walk (laughs) into the the police station and he walks in there and he's like, come on, everybody, you know, go out to the. 
to the yard, whatever, and walks in there, and the dude uh, hung uh, apparently hung himself. Yeah, I thought I was. Oh, gonna yeah. Have, yeah. I, I thought I was gonna have to explain that to my kid. Like, uh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, wow, they're in prison and, and that's, themselves. And that's opening the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah. but then, you know, my thing is though. Okay, you knock out the guard. Okay, you still have other guards in there. How yeah. did you just make it out the front door? And then the line of uh, a fire that oh, he made which, that was like, yeah. <laughs> wow. He yeah. shot one bullet at him, man. And, he had and apparently hit. cops is, you know, was, was cops that the same? Was that the same guy from The Matrix? Yes, that yeah. was him. Yeah, 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 I thought that was, man. And my, my thing is, so cops are afraid of fire? Yeah. Well, they're not firing. <laughs> afraid of fire. <laughs> I mean, because as soon as they shot it, <laughs> they're like they're, wolves, or they're, they're, they were just like frozen. Like, oh my god, what dude, just jump over the damn Well, that was a go. That, that was a big ass wall of fire that big, for that it, little it, bit of. It wasn't that big. No, of I'm fire. talking about for that little bit of gasoline that he put on on the on the parking lot. I mean, that thing went, man. I mean, but still, I'm like, you could have just and he shot it. That's not gonna. Yeah, happen. and no. he shot it. Yeah, yeah, he shot it. My thing is though, at that point, you know, it's like okay, oh no, fire. Okay, jump to the fire and unload a couple of shots into the yeah into the, car. the cops <laughs> or just shoot through the fire. There you go. Even that. I guess you could just shoot. Like you, should, you, you could just you kill the cops. You should just start unloading. One of y'all should you know. one eight seven on a motherfucking cop. <laughs> Either the cops should start shooting or he should stop sh- start shooting. Yeah. But my thing is though. Okay, you no, have. He was trying to climb in the sunroof. Well, have, it was a different time back then. Cops didn't just open fire on everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you had and you you know you had the description of the car, right? Yeah, you know, y'all were chasing the car, and it got away in a in a, in a dirt rally. Really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The ORV race. See, it's like, see, and that's what, that was my main complaint about this movie. It was just realistic enough to piss you off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, I'm not sure how you just drive into a a beach uh, like a, a rally like that <laughs> a beach and, rally and get away and it doesn't start until like right whenever you're coming in so yeah I almost expected like to oh it looks like them Duke boys are out again <laughs> <laughs> she she said uh what she was she was just like trust like, in mama and trust in yeah. mama and put in in, in, in you know four wheel drive yeah it's like but shouldn't you be the one that doing that instead of the dude on the in the passenger seat well sometimes the old like shifts for the transmission for the transfer case to get it into four wheel it's low down on the passenger side hey, hey like for, I, I, I so for you know mama fratelli short arms she might not be able to easily reach over there so yeah have the person in the passenger seat switch it over if yeah. i remember correctly you had to lock the hubs too on some yes so yeah. It, it was more expensive to have the air lockers that yeah. came. So is that even know, something that is that even something that you could switch on the fly like that on, on some the old vehicles? Ones? Yeah, yes. on some. But like I said, you know, I mean, yeah. my dad's got an old K five blazer, and you got to lock the hubs yeah. for all that yeah. shit. So. Yeah, yeah. John Mark had a blazer too, and I remember him. Yeah, you have to get out and mm-hmm. on each one. You just have to sit there. And yeah, crank it over to make sure it's locked into place. So yeah, and then they, drive forward a foot to make sure it locks into place. Just like when you go to unlock it, you have to unlock them and then back up about two or three feet to get them to unlock. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that whole thing of they should have been caught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they hold up in a uh, – and here's another thing, too. That in a, they in the, in the they hold up in that old restaurant, and they said it's an FBI agent that walked in there, and they shot him and killed him. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's in the F- he's in the FBI. Two, they shot two different. Oh yeah, because the one they, they, they left down in the freezer, freezer and one they chunk, or and were or were they IRS agents? No, they were something F- like that. Or she honestly, I don't they, know because she just said they were counterfeiters. She said that they were feds, so I don't know. That's a good question, actually. 
No, it's not. <laughs> I'm thinking way too much for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's uh yeah. So <laughs> and my and, and one more, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, where they're in the car and the guy keeps adjusting the mirror. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Is it really you doing you adjust the mirror to look at some leg? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. But it's really funny because I, I no, guess she was trying to look down her shirt. That's what she was complaining about. She was tape. complaining about it being down her shirt, but, oh, yeah, but the mirror was oh, placed at her legs. Yeah, at her legs. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, you know, guys, if they want to look down your shirt, they're not going to tell be, us trunks. They're not going to be that obvious about it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you got peripherals. And, that, and I feel like that's the wrong mirror. That's the wrong perspective to try to look down across. Yes. <laughs> And on top of that, you know, she wouldn't like she was in a It's not very safe while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. distracted driving. Yeah. That's a ticketable offense. <laughs> <laughs> or, or trying to, you know, almost murder a kid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Reckless endangerment. Yeah. I mean, but that's in all 80s movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah. The yeah. Wizard. The Wizard, yeah. That's a really good example, actually. Oh, damn. We're just gonna go across country <laughs> on our own. I mean, Stand by Me, Lost Boys. Actually, you know what? It's just Kiefer Sutherland in the '80s trying to kill kids in movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except this one, Kiefer Sutherland wasn't in this one. It's true. That's true. If he, he wasn't spirit. If, Ke- if, if, if he if, was, those kids would have died. <laughs> if it was Kiefer Sutherland driving the car, you know. I, th- I think I think Kiefer Sutherland from the Lost Boys should. Go and kill the Goonies. <laughs> I would watch that. That could movie. be part two. There you <laughs> that go. Would, that would be an incredible film. Let's do a collaboration with the Lost Boys and the Goonies. I mean, but then you have the weird paradox of. But then he died. The Feldman. He did. Uh, yeah. And, a, then, but there was a Lost Boys too. If they technically touched each other, would the universe just end? Because you have Corey <laughs> Feldman and Corey Feldman. It, he'd probably just turn it into a song. <laughs> no, but dude, uh, there's a Lost Boys too. And I'm sure I'm not, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And that's how you get Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it. I, I know that it exists, but because we were talking about the Kiefer Sutherland character, he dies at the end of the first one. Yeah. I know that... The, the second uh, one's again. I know that our boy uh, Corey Feldman's in the yes. second is Lost Boys. Really? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, that, all right. Let's go ahead and close the book on it. That is The Goonies. Uh, a movie very, uh, very near and dear to my Looks heart. Like this movie set sail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's like good. the ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wrong way. Movie very near and dear to my heart. Uh, definitely has its flaws. Uh, that we pointed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, most, <laughs> most movies from the '80s do. So yeah, but uh, but yeah. If, if you want to see the Goonies, it's um, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I wanted to say HBO Max too, but it, they just took it off of there. I think. And it's on uh, Google Movies. Oh yeah, on, on Google Movies. It used to be. It was on Netflix for a long time. It was on Vudu. Besides and that, you can find it on DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. It's not a hard movie to find. Uh, a lot of times, when you do find it on DVD, it is also in a triple pack with Gremlins One and Two, which is really cool. So you got all three Chris Columbus films. Yep. Which I like Gremlins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Gremlins is a good movie. Yeah. But, yeah. If we're gonna do a retro, I say the second. Damn, one. Feldman's in that one too. Yeah. Is he? That son of a bitch was everywhere. Oh, crap, he is in those, isn't he? <laughs> he was everywhere he with the sci fi stuff. He was one of the 80s, dude. like, Adventure straight sci-fi up stars, dude. Yeah. Him and Hame, man. Just killing it. We kill something. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and get into our 21 or up. Uh, Tim, you go ahead and start. I forgot. He didn't say tradition dictates and then No, why not? As tradition dictates, start with Tim. <laughs> and as tradition dictates, is it an RPG? No. Is it a Konami game? 
No. Is it a Capcom game? No. Is it a first-person shooter? No. I'll burn a hint. All right. First hint is this game involves masks. Majora's Mask. I was going to say Majora's Mask. But it's not an RPG. Not sure. But then again, uh, some people... Don't consider themselves an RPG. That's a dungeon delver or... Adventure. Is it on Nintendo? Is it, okay, is it on the N64? No. What else? I was almost able to answer that. Masks. Hmm. Was it on the PlayStation? Um. No. This better not be another like Azure Dreams that this game doesn't exist. Man, I can't really think of any mask games. Um. On. That that can be so vague and like the descriptor yeah. of a mask. The other question is, did you actually get? Do you actually have punishments this time written out? Yes. Okay. That 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 counts as a question. No, that doesn't. No, it does not. That's not even my turn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll burn another hit. You you already used two. Didn't, oh no no no! Nope. You do still have one more. All right. This, I fucking know how many hints this I've game, got. <laughs> this game involves shape shifting. Shape shifting. Your turn. Your turn. Trying. And masks. Shape shifting and masks. And wasn't it was on the PlayStation. Was it? Nothing. See now, I'm, I'm like trying to think of a bunch of different consoles and just try to narrow it down. I don't know. I'm coming up with stuff like Okami that has nothing to do with it. You change shape, but there's no mask no. or something, yeah. you know. But but then you got like Alter Beast, but Alter Beast didn't have a mask either. And I keep wanting to go back to Majora's Mask, but I'm like. That's not it either, because it wasn't on N64. And we can't burn another hint, because we're out of hints. It's got to be a sequel to Has Your Dreams. <laughs> Sapphire Dreams. <laughs> Sapphire Nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Two. Was it on the Xbox? Okay. This game wasn't on on the Xbox by itself. I had to do a say yes. So I feel like you, you, you'll see what wasn't on the Xbox. So so probably Xbox PS2 or Xbox PC. Was it on the PlayStation Two? It was on the PlayStation Two, but not by itself. Okay, so. So it's Xbox, PS2. What game would I have masks? And shape shifting. What about Knack? Did Knack have a. I never played Knack. Knack wasn't on PS2. I thought it was. No, Knack was PS3. Okay. No? No. This guy's shaking his head like he's part of the team. <laughs> I don't remember Knack on PS2. 
<laughs> can't, can't help it, dude. The Knack was a, uh, a launch title for PS4. That's right. Yeah. So we know it's not Knack. Yeah. Okay, so you're welcome. So it was on Xbox. It was on PS2. But not by itself. Yeah. So does that mean it was like a peripheral game that you had to use with it or something like that? Like PSP or... No, because Xbox didn't have anything. No. Yeah. And that was bef- way before phones started connecting to games. But you had masks. And shape. Because at first I was going to say Castlevania... Uh, uh, curse, but no, that's on. That was on PS3, wasn't it? The uh, with the two, where you had the two light and dark masks. I think that was on PS3 because we played as Gabriel Belmont. I don't remember that one. I'm trying to think of the games at that point that came out on both systems. Because there wasn't that many. Because they didn't, they they didn't really share that many games back at the you know. Not besides, like, your big AAA titles, like NBA 2K kind of stuff. Well, I want to try to narrow down the genre. Maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a genre that wouldn't... We already took out RPG. See if it's horror-based. Was it a horror-based game? No. That's two. Was it Japanese themed? No. Was it an action game? I, describe action to me. Like, we got a war. No. So it's like, like a puzzle game, maybe? Was it a puzzle game? No. Was it a platformer? Yes. Man, what had masks? A platforming game that had masks. And shape-shifting. And shape-shifting. It was on both mm. consoles. Whose turn is it? It's mine. And we're at... I think this will be the 13th. This will be the 15th. 15th. Should I be the 15th? Cause Wait. It shouldn't be the 15th yet, because we had just hit 10... And those two just, uh, at, you know, after mine was the 10th. So 11th, 12th, 13th. I haven't even asked the question yet, so it should be on the 13th at least. Mine should be the 13th question. Okay, so the, you're saying th- this should be the 14th? No, this should be the 13th. Oh. I don't know how I did that then. All right. I, I believe you. I don't. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm honestly drawing a blank. I don't know any questions I ask at this point. Because it's not Japanese, it's a platformer. With masks and... Seeing the... The shape-shifting. But what exactly... Is that like, in my head, I'm wondering, is that full-blown shape-shifting or just part of the body is shape-shifting? Should I ask that? 
Well, we have to ask yes or no questions, so we got to word it in a way to ask it that way. Was it a full body shape shift? Yes. Did they make a game for the mask? Like, literally? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but it was on Nintendo, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Or, I think it was before the system, before, like, discs and stuff, PlayStation type stuff. Okay, and so mask-wise, you asked if it was Japanese-style game. No, uh, I said no. <coughs> Did it involve tiki masks? No. No. Okay. Worth a shot. Anything like Crash Bandicoot or something? Crash Bandicoot, SpongeBob. Because you know it can't. If it's on either one of Sony or Microsoft's consoles, it can't be anything involving any Nintendo franchise. So right. yeah, and also can't be like Jack and Dexter or something like that. Yeah, but I got nothing. Hmm. I don't know, I think he stopped us on this one because I, I it's don't. It's probably, like I said, it's probably another game that like only yeah, he, like he played I, that he got at his Bodega video game store. This game is very popular. Very popular. Yeah, title. he said that with the oh, gun. shape shifting. <laughs> well, we were supposed did, to know. Did Ash they ever make a? Yeah. Nah, I, I doubt it would have been around that time. And but an Animorphs game. Animorphs isn't very popular. Yeah, but, it, but and they didn't, didn't have the masks. masks. You know, he said shapeshifter. I don't think it was like boy, <coughs> boy in his blob, but but that wasn't on the PS2. No, I honestly think we're gonna have to take the punishments on this one. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I'm trying to think of what to ask because it's on. I think it's, I think it's uh, my turn now. Because yeah. I asked about the tiki's, and it's an American-based game. It's very popular. Is it based on a cartoon character? No. That's 15. Again. Kidding. <laughs> okay. It's not a cartoon-based platformer. Very popular. With masks, With masks and shape-shifting. I didn't play a whole lot of platformers on either the PlayStation or the Xbox, so... Usually when I was doing platformers, that was on Nintendo. Yeah, sir. <laughs> um, did you at least, did you have weapons in this game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Then there is it now. You guys ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to. You want to guess anything? I mean, you want me to just go yeah, ahead and guess yeah, what just, I want to guess? Yeah, go guess for what it. You guess. Azure Dreams. <laughs> 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 Alright. Kid Chameleon is a 1992 platform game developed and published by Sega, released for the Sega Genesis. The plot of the game is that the boss of the new virtual reality video game, Wildside, begins abducting That's why players. Saying it and the main the character, Casey, or the Xbox goes to beat it and rescue them. He does this by using masks to shapeshift into different characters in order to use different abilities. It was later, re- it was later released in Japan as Chameleon Kid. Yeah, I didn't play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah me neither. Never. You're not familiar with the real? Nope. 
I promise that it's, your a pop- dreams. it's a popular game, guys. I mean, it's Kid Chameleon on Sega Genesis. As your dreams. I think it's popular with like people that you know just use VHS tapes. You guys really don't know about Kid Chameleon. Hey man, VHS. No, tapes seriously, are awesome. no. Oh, I, I was gonna say for like a dumb. No, videos. I mean, don't get wrong. I mean, I've heard of Kid Chameleon. I've never played it. Ever. The old penthouse. I remember seeing this uh, this box at like. Movie store or video station. Like, what did I say? I said it was at some bodega. Yeah. Video game store. Dude, you guys have never. You guys have never seen this box art. Not once. Are you serious? Nope. No. I've never seen a box it. It's box even box. in the Sega Genesis, like the new Sega Genesis Mini. So. <laughs> it was a really big hit. Uh, I wasn't big into Sega. I was not big into Sega either. I was, and I and I still don't remember. Uh, yeah. Well. Did you beat it? You know what I remember from Sega? Sonic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sonic and Knuckles. All right. Yeah, man. Well, with that. Earthworm Jim. Alter Beast. Battle. Yeah, yeah. Battle. Yeah. Alter Beast. Uh, Toad Jim and Earl. Yeah. Mm. Earthworm Jim. Rain Stimpy. But yeah, no. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Gunstar n- n- Heroes. N- never anything <laughs> about a chameleon. Kid Chameleon, man. Like I remember Gex. You guys remember Gex? Yes, I remember Gex. Gex was a he guy. had a bunch of different masks that, that you picked up. Each one transformed you into like a, a different warrior. Echo the Dolphin? Yeah. What about you, Kyle? Sega Genesis games? Do you remember Kid Chameleon? Uh, I can't say that I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real popular game. <laughs> Azure Dreams. All over again. It's gotten. It's pretty much gotten to the point, though, dude. I, I'm gonna have to just give you give you guys games that are real that they, that you very well know about for you to win this. These are official this time. All right, so let's get get on with the punishment. I will start. I'm trading. Anybody want to trade? Sure, go ahead. This is easy. I could do this one. Hmm. Tim, whenever you're ready, just let me know. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, 30 seconds, right? Yep, 30 seconds. My name is Tim, and this is why DC is infinitely better than Marvel, period. Well, you have uh, usually most of the superheroes or supervillains actually don't have very much power. You have... More often, the Batman style or, you know, just techno person that does stuff on their own and actually finds ways to beat the people that are stronger and considered immortal, and they always have that backup plan of, you know, being able to defeat them in some way. All right, Tim. Time. Yeah, that was fast. Good job, Tim. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Wayne beats Tony Stark. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Tim. All right, that's fair. All right, Zero. All right. Ready? Yep. Uh, This is uh, the Lord Reverend Zero, and this is why I always have to pee upside down. I don't know about you, but when I'm on the International Space Station, up in space, you know, I'm floating over the world. Uh, You know, for some people, that means you're inverted. And uh, you strap yourself into the, the toilet, and, you know, maybe I'm upside down, maybe I'm right side up. To me, I feel like I'm always upside down. That's, uh, and that's why I pee when, you know, when I have to pee, it's always upside down. It's just kind of how I roll. Microgravity. Yeah. Time. Good job, Zero. Yeah. You should read that other one. All right, Trunks. We all missed out on it. <laughs> all right. 
What's up? This is Trunks, and this is why I love to make TikTok dance videos. I mean, one, I actually have rhythm, so, you know, that's easy. And, you know, again, you know, dancing, why not? It's fun. It's a great way to stay in shape, you know, you just like, you know. And why not have a whole bunch of, you know, crazy little stupid kids watch me, you know, do stupid things and dance online? You know, it's fun. It and Nothing else better to do. Time. Now I gotta read what this one says. <laughs> Good job, Trucks. Good job, man. <clears throat> what was the other one? Oh, uh, it was something related to poop. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you wrote them all. Yeah, yeah. We got I'm three out of the four. You should have known what the last one I'm was. Glad I didn't, I'm, yeah. All right, boys. Well, good <laughs> job all the way around. My own poop. Let's go ahead and we'll get into oh, our last man. segment of the episode. Tell us from the tabletop. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Yeah, Charles. this is this is a uh, probably a, a one-sided on this one. Yeah, Captain Longwinded. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Trucks. Um, all right, cool. Well, let me set the story up for this one. This is another horror story, D and D, because they usually are. Yeah. Um, this one I'm going back to when I was in high school. It was uh, me. I was playing a gold half dragon. Um, my friend Marky, who was playing some a demon race or whatever. Yeah, before the tieflings. Yeah. Official. Um, our friend Omar, who was playing a human, a human rogue. I was a half dragon fighter. Had the demon rogue, and we had the human wizard mm-hmm. with a cat named Winston. <laughs> but he was it was Drew. Um, we had started, you know, we were apparently, we were all brothers. We were all orphans raised together. Uh, we decided to play a game on Marky's birthday. So we got to this mountain range. We're walking across. I can't fly because apparently the winds are too strong, whatnot. Well, we come to a, a little nest on the, on the outcropping. Uh, we see these, these eggs and Marky's like, hey, we need to get those eggs. No, uh, Drew's like, hey, we need to get those eggs. They might be rocks. It might be mm. eggs that you know can hatch in the rocks. We can train them, and we'll have flying mounts. Cool. So me being a half dragon, I can kind of open my wings, kind of just glide across. Yeah. No problem. Uh, Omar and Marky come with me. They just jump across. Almost fall. Uh-huh. Uh, we get over there. We're about to grab the eggs and pitch them across. Next, you know, the mama shows up. Raw initiative fight ensues. Uh, the game before, Omar had just got a, a magic axe. He wasn't proficient with the magic axe, so he took negatives. Ooh. So while he's taking negatives, you know, the thing is he was proficient with was his claws. Or he had, like, Wolverine claws. So he was proficient in those. Wouldn't use them. Would just use the axe. Kept missing. Kept, you know, almost, you know, hitting us. My character, you know, I jumped on the rock's back and pinned it to the ground. I was making strength checks. We were holding it down. Yada, yada, yada. The fight ends with uh, Marky cutting off his neck. uh, Cutting off his head. (laughs) So we're like, yeah, you know, fight's over. We won. Well, a red ruby fell out of the the rock's neck. I I don't know how it got there, but okay. Our DM was weird. 
Even Zero can attest to that one. <laughs> yeah, I can attest to that. He was weird. Um, but, well, the, you know, Marky picks up the ruby. And he's like, yay, it's mine. It's my birthday ruby. Because it's his birthday game. Uh-huh. And everything was supposed to be for him. Don't know how he got the idea, but okay, whatever. <laughs> You're the same way. No, not my birthday. It's just usually everything's for me. Usually if I'm playing a thief, everything's for me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is the broke way. Yes, but, you know, I digress. You know, then Omar decides he wants to steal the ruby. Oh. And this is where all the... It starts going bad. Because Omar steals it, Marky steals it back. Yeah. Um... So they decide to start fighting over the ruby. My character takes the ruby, flies into the air. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, hey, I'm taking the ruby until y'all, you know, fight this shit out. And without saying anything, Marky's like, hey, you got one chance. Okay, you know, get the ruby. I was like, hey, I'm just going to hold it. And he pumps my character full of arrows. The wind takes me, and I fly off and get stabbed on a mountain, get impaled on a mountain. <laughs> Well, the, the other two start fighting. Yeah. Omar, and the whole time Drew is sitting over on the side, just like, guys, don't do this. Don't, you know, we're family. Well, the fight goes back and forth. They're trying to push each other off the side of this little outcropping. Yeah. Well, our DM gets, gets fed up and decides to bring in his OP, NPC, unbeatable Dark Claw. <laughs> Yes, Darth Claw. Okay. He flies in, and the first thing he does is pop over to where Drew is, who hadn't done anything, and force pushes him off the side of the mountain. (laughs) Kills him. Jumps over to the other side, and Marky's rolling crit hit, crit hit, crit hit, crit hit. And... The whole time he's crit hitting him, he's like, "Oh, he does he do no damage." Oh, you yeah. know, he blocks the blow, and that's a that's a real way to play a level twenty character. Well, it's not. <laughs> but <clears throat> what? You know, I, I didn't. What happens? He's poking fun at the the yeah. level twenty character that got beat by y'all. Yeah, I figured you would. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, this level 20, that was special circumstances. But this level twenty character wasn't just level twenty. This dude was like immune to anything. This was the DM's way of saying, "You're gonna die. You're going to die. There's no way about it." So he ends up force pushing um, Marky off the side too. And it sounds like a great birthday game because it is a great birthday game. Yeah. <laughs> well, then turns around and. He force pushes Omar off too. Well, Omar tries to roll an acrobatics check and save himself, <laughs> and rolls a nat one and catches his leg on a piece of uh, rock. Oh god! Gets caught in, breaks his leg, and just dangling there. Well, then Darth Claw just flies off and leaves him there. <laughs> and you know he's like, "Well, I'm dangling here, and you know, I just killed my whole entire family. You know, my whole entire family is dead." So he ends up taking his claws, finally using his actual claw of Zay's profession with, and cuts his leg off and falls to his death. And we're all, and 
Marky being the smart ass that he is, is like, and you finally use your claws now. I mean, yeah. I mean, and at that point, we all just stand up, and our DM's like, well, you brought this on yourselves. And we're all just like, no, you could have just let us handle it. And, I mean, granted, yes, I, I was already dead. My character was long yeah. dead, and I had the ruby, so they were never going to get that. But, you know, they could have handled it themselves. And But, you know, and rather as Drew's just like, I wasn't even over there fighting this. I could have found new play, new, a new team yeah. in the next town. But no, no, y'all want to sit, you want to sit there and kill me first. And our DM's just like, I don't allow infighting, so. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, damn. Just damn. <laughs> I mean, it, it really goes to show you how much infighting can destroy a group. Sometimes from the DM's perspective, and he just, nope, I'm done with it. You know, and that was one of those things that I learned as a DM from watching him was, if there's going to be infighting, let the players do it. You know, let the players handle it. Because if not, you know, you you get stories like this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... But yeah, for the most part, like I said, that was my that was my story for this one. Yeah, it was you know it's more of a cautionary tale. You know, yes, I understand every DM has that character that when shit just goes bad or you need a plot hook, you bring this character in. Yeah, but you know, there's no way the character should be you know completely 100 percent you know unbeatable. Yeah, I gotta get you. I feel you. But you know, it happened. It came in with at least a funny story, you know, kind of, you know, it's still not as sad as the, you know, the little kid getting killed by zombies, but, you know. Yeah, that one was pretty rough. <laughs> that one was pretty rough. But, yeah, no, that was my story for us. So, what did we, what did we, or what did you do wrong in our, in our, in our playthrough for, for your level 20 character that, that we beat? Um, to not think of that dagger being used on him in yeah, that way. That and also, but you know, I honestly, thought that was like the epic moment or whatever. No, that, no, that it was. was like, no, he he's just poking fun. But no, honestly, what what, what should he have done different? Honestly, I can tell you right now, y'all didn't y'all didn't knock that much hit points off of him. Even after all the damage y'all did, yeah, y'all yeah. y'all did nothing to him. You so know, what it, should it, have it's, happened? It's, it's almost it almost played that fight to me sound like it because I was listening to it earlier. Uh, it almost sounds to me like it played out like, um, you know, a cutscene where you, you kind of have to like make a few choices for the story, and it, it wasn't really like a, a true character fight. What's a true character? So that's what I'm asking. So what should we have done different in that fight? Well, you know, y- y'all y- y'all achieved the goal. Y'all did what y'all wanted to do, and everything like that. But you know, for me as a DM, when I pay, when I when I take the time to actually put character points. Into a character, yeah. You're not just gonna. You're not just gonna have some knife with an unusual power take him out. You know, like I said, I'm not. I'm not knocking Trunks for for doing what he did for his game because that that works in his game. Yeah, I mean, but, I, but, I, but if I designed a character that I wanted to use as my if I had my to put the badass, two, if he's, I had to he's put, not gonna die. If I had to put the two situations together, I would absolutely take what happened in our game just because it was so much fun. 
Right, right. It was so, and, and, it was so and eventful. And that's and playing to the crowd. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just playing to the game because you're having fun because it's a game. Well, no, you, that's, I mean, that's true. As a, yeah. as a DM, you have to you play ha- to you, the crowd. You have to play to the crowd. You know, I'm, you know a, lot of, a lot of seasoned DMs will tell you, yeah. hey, the, the rules are just there. Yeah. It, like, you can play the game entirely without any rules. Yeah, the rules are just guidelines. That's you know, all and then, they are. And then you have other people out there that try to win D&D. Yeah. See, and that, the that's, rules that's lawyers. Yeah. I, and I hear that phrase a lot, and I feel like that's like the, the, the evil part of D&D, isn't it? Like, when you just, you're not there to have fun with your friends, you're right. there to win the game or right. whatever. Right, right, right. To, to be better than everybody else, or right. yeah, as it were. But we have, I mean, don't get wrong, I've, I've played with players that, if they don't have at least an 18 or a 20 in a stat, they won't play. And they don't know how to play that type of character. See, I don't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't understand doing that. Uh, if you're if you're in a setting where you're with your friends playing a game, the because the oh shit moments are what you live for. Right. Yeah. And and but and, and like I can tell you right now, you know, for, for me still, the stats depend on the character I'm trying to play. Right. And honestly. Yes, y'all beat that, but there was still that moment of there was consequences to y'all beating, yeah, beating him. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't just one of those things that oh, you won, hey, you know, go on about your business. No, there was consequences to y'all beating, and there yeah. are there are bigger consequences coming to y'all for y'all beating that character. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and see, and all that is what is what gets me going. Like you know, the, the, that's that's the interesting part of D and D to me is is like what you're saying right now. Just the story, right? What's going on in it with the rules being obviously yeah, your, your foundation and, and your base. The game, what, what the game really is to, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know, uh, me. <laughs> Is is uh, fun and uh, and adventure and uh, yeah. getting yourself into situations and predicaments that you might not get you might not get out of. My thing is D and D is kind of like whose line is it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of it. Yeah, the points don't matter, and I like that. <laughs> the, you know. Yeah, I, see, I like that analogy a lot. That's but like I said, you know, my, I, what like like the thing that I'm 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 like ribbing him the most about is the time and effort he put into a character to get it. Squashed. Yeah, you yeah. know, like to me, that's funny because I'm, I've 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 gone Ooh. into uh, games, man, created worlds, set everything up, and then and then the players fuck it up. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. you know those. those the, when that happens, the the DM just kind of has to take it with stride. Right? Well, the, okay, that's that's the thing, you know. That like as as the DM being a player himself, man, you want yeah. you want these guys to be entertained by something you do or something that you're putting out there, because right. I mean this is your head. Yeah, you're letting you're letting people into your head. Yeah, and if right. it's not entertaining, there's no right. point in playing it. So. You know, and if you if you think something's gonna work out a certain way, and if you think something's like pretty badass, and then you see your whole idea shut on, eh, it's it's a deep cut. And the bad yeah. thing is, this wasn't this actually wasn't uh. A deep cut for me because it, it doesn't sound like it was, but like I said, I'm right. I just I, 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 had it. I don't know, man. I, I, I oh no, know. no, no. Don't get me wrong. I I've had multiple games where a player has just done something so stupid that worked that it's like, well, crap. You know, that just ruined my entire 
campaign. Yeah. yeah, me as a young DM, I was I was more than willing to sacrifice a lot of my story and all kinds of stuff to make my players happy. And that ended up making for some of the crappiest games I ever ran. So is, right. is this the mindset of most uh, DMs, though? Is that their story? I mean, the story that they wrote needs to be the story that happens? No. Point, no. Like, no you, you, first and foremost, I mean. Like he said, like, you know, he said, with the, whose, line is a whose line is it anyway? It's, uh-huh. it's all improv. And you can make great improv. You know, you can line out this whole thing and the players can add to the story and take it into a different direction. Being a good DM means you can go with them on that different direction and then yep. still lead it back into where you want to be. Right. Where you so want to what go. would we call like what, what would we call the event that happened that night? Is, is that a that hiccup? was that was a fluke? Is that a yeah, good? Yeah, yeah, is is, is that the good improv yeah. or is that the no? That no, was good. That's, 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 that's a great improv. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you, you ended we up sacrificing a character. Yeah, yeah. So that honestly, but you as a DM though. Does that bother you though? Like, no. you know, when it happens, is what no. I'm saying. I already, ha- I, you know, dude, I there was like probably this. like that half a second going, like, damn you guys. No, there was but that. This is awesome. There was that damn you, but as soon as you had, as soon as y'all had done it and it had went that way, my brain already had seven different ways for y'all to get back to where I need y'all to be. That, see, and that's the sign of a good DM is like the recovery time it takes you for you to fix a game. Yeah. You know, no matter what happens. That's a sign of a good DM. You guys didn't see it. It was no. flawless. Yeah. Well, but for him, you know, the experience was, okay, I've, I've got this choice, this choice, this choice, this choice, this choice, this choice, or this choice. Let's see where it goes. Right. And then you continue. Okay. That's the playing off the improv part, and that's also using your characters to create your world and your story. Right, because it shouldn't be about the world. It should be more, like... You can put as much lore and stuff into a world as you want. It should be but about when the it characters. comes down to it, it should be about the characters or the players yeah. or whatever you want to call and it, it. And first and foremost, it should be entertaining, yeah. right? Because <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's that's really what what I was primarily getting at is that the, the entertainment should be in front of the statistics, there's, right? There's two types of DMs. You know, there's a DM that will play, you know, everything off the cuff, creative. And have a general guideline of what their world and story is going to be. Yeah. And then there's there's DMs that play off of mods, and they're like, I've got this whole book, this is already planned out. How do I make this fun? Yeah. Right. You know, um, I'm better at playing a mod, and I I find that you know, I can read a little bit ahead and know and what's plan. coming up, mm-hmm. and I I or I could not read anything ahead, and it's just as much a surprise for me as it is for the guys I'm playing with. Okay. You know. And, and I am the I am the DM that plays off the seat of my pants. Yeah. You know, because it's very much I've I've had enough experience playing, especially playing with yo. Know, I love them to death, but they were dumbasses. My old old group back in in high school, because when our DM left, I had to step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I stepped up, and having these players sitting there going, "I'm going to go do this stupid thing," and as a DM, you want to let them go do the stupid thing they want to do. Yeah. But when you do it and they just fuck up your entire story, yeah, yeah. and you're just sitting there going, "Well, damn," you know, then you have to go back to the drawing board. And the bad thing about being a DM back then was they wanted something the next day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, they wanted to play the entire weekend. So we'd come over Friday night, start gaming. They'd fuck up my game by Friday night. By the end of Friday night, 
and then expect me to have something Saturday and Sunday too. Yeah, I feel you. I like, feel you. Yeah, like see, they that's have, that's that. Yeah, that's a little much, man. And they like, they expect you to have something Friday morning when we woke up. No, nah. because <laughs> fuck out. We were gonna wake up and play D and D again. Yeah, I mean, and you're just like, no, can't do that much. Nope. I mean, and yeah. it, it, it it was hard. I mean, and, and it's and it's and it's it's difficult. Like I said, playing the DM is a lot tougher than just being a character just yeah, just, just kind of throwing down you know i mean it, it just isn't on the aspect of you 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 have to accommodate who you're playing with like i said you have to play to the crowd yeah you have to know what you guys are looking for what you guys are wanting to play you got to make it entertaining man and yeah. and you really have to kind of keep an open mind the entire time because I mean, you're gonna you're gonna fuck up. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's part of the game. You're gonna you're gonna make a decision that, oh crap, you know, I just gave these guys plus one swords because they leveled up and, you know, they're fighting all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, now I gotta bump the stats on every fucking thing they come across because yeah, I right. gave them all yep. plus one swords. You know, so a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of executive decisions being made. Oh yes, yeah. yes. behind that cardboard. I mean, and and the bad you know, and it's bad being a DM playing someone else's game yeah because especially when you know the stats of the monsters like you've read that monster manual so much yeah. like as soon like I would curse the straw like with me and Zero and a couple you know of other friends you know the immunities but you, know. you still but your characters, but your characters don't, don't. Exactly. yeah and that's the that's one of the hardest things to do but if you have a good team and a good and, you know and good players yeah it's it's you know it's still fun because he you know my first character in Curse of Strahd, uh they walked into a uh, a group of hacks a coven of hacks and my character was very much like you know we found out we we figured out we don't know but my character was convinced that these hags were were making cookies out of children yeah pies or pies yeah they were little mincemeat pies and. <laughs> And yes, they were out of children. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. And my character was just like, I have a wife and kid. I can't let these things live. Yeah. And my character was ready to throw down with them. The other two characters really enjoyed the pies that were enchanted. Well, one character did. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Griffin didn't. Griffin was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, one character really enjoys the pies, and he's ready to go back and get some more. Yeah. And my character's like, you know, like... Trunks knows there's no way I should walk in here and be able to beat just I can't beat three of these hags and whatever other monster they have in that in that cauldron. Yeah, but yeah. my character is just like doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No, no. The, you know I can't let this go on. So I'm and and on top of that, he had the background. One of his things was I need to make the world safer for my child and. They end up having to talk the hags out of not killing me, <laughs> and we've we've talked about it, and we've had other players like, "Well, you knew they were hags. Why didn't you do that?" I'm like, "My character didn't know." Yeah, and that's the hardest thing to yeah. do is it play. doesn't matter what I know. It's but what, what does my, my character know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes it. That's one of the that hardest. That's one yeah. of the hardest things to do, especially as a DM who knows. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, who's, like, who's read the monster manual? Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of pressure involved when when you're the you know the master of the whole game, right? 
And, and I get that too, man. Like I said, and like you're saying, you guys had you know put so much work into a character or or the whole story in general, and, and just it, have it. It sucks if something fucks up, and now. It, and like I said, honestly, the night as soon as y'all did it, my brain went into you know, okay, what what can I do to get this back? Yeah. And it was, and it's easy. Yeah. It, like it's a, easy now. Yeah. Derail yeah. games back when you're when you're when first you're, starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a I game mean, changer. That's like it's stress, it's so it's so stressful. Yeah, and especially like because you you know your friends are gonna bust your balls over it. Uh-huh. So right, and 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 that's part of the game too. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, but I mean that's what makes you know like these little segments fun is going back and looking at your old games and like. God, like me now, I would have just already had sixteen different monsters ready from the go, yeah. and I probably would have killed one of them. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, you know, it was the final moments of the game when all that happened, and I knew we were trying to wrap up too. So I was like, "All right, cool," you know. But I still already had you know ideas going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Like I said, when we come back. You know, I've already had ideas of if Crow doesn't give up the dagger, I have ways of getting it already. Yeah. If if they get the dagger, I have ways of something bad happening with them. Yeah. You know, I have. Well, and it, it won't. It, it it's going to be a very simple process. Right. For you. Right. Okay, but I'll you put know, it that way. I, but <clears throat> I have you know I have contingencies on contingencies. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, you still can't plan for the human element of the whole thing. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right, uh, Tim. Did you have a story also? No. Good, yeah, I was gonna say because we kind of ran a little bit long on that yeah. one, but but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Good conversation, man. Yeah. Good talk. Uh, definitely. Um, is there anything that you guys want to say before we get out of here? Super Mario Brothers is an excellent film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there it is again. Oh, good old old faithful. You got it. You got yeah, to say you it. Got, you got to keep it every episode. It, I'm surprised tonight he didn't cuss. I, I, he didn't. Cu- he didn't cuss at zero. And say, God damn it, zero. I, think I he's cussed. Just I've cussed to it. Yeah, yeah, oh, you talking about cussing at zero? Yeah. Oh. He's starting to accept it. Yeah, I couldn't cuss at zero. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I could. yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. Yeah, I probably will. Super but, Mario was great. All right. Well, that's it for episode 12 of JTOS. Once, once again, guys, if you enjoy hanging out with us, please leave a like, a share, or a comment, or all of the above. While you're listening to us on your favorite listening platform, please consider leaving us a review. Every little bit helps. And uh, oh yeah, and uh, definitely don't forget to check out Waxhatchy Coins and Comics. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff in here. You got vinyls, you got baseball cards, you got comic books. Obviously, a lot of cool stuff. So definitely uh, t- take a little bit of time out of your day. Come check out some of uh, Kyle's wares for sure. All right, boys. Anything else? We're good. I'm good. All right, Tim, take us out. Later. 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 Later.